As always, I'm your Grand Magus Cater. You may call me the Viking GM. Just a reminder that our Kickstarter for our brand new system, Magi Mysterium, is still live. It'll be live until March 15th. Uh, just for a little bit into it, for a pledge of $25, you get the official PDF version of Magi Mysterium Lore and Legacy. For a pledge of 45 you get the official hardcover copy. Uh, for 55 you get the hardcover and a PDF. For a pledge of $70, you get a signed copy of the hardcover that I will personally sign myself. Uh, these are limited edition, and we will only have 50 of these. There are 49 left. Um, one person has already pledged for a signed copy. Um, for a pledge of $150, you get a hardcover, you get a PDF, and you get a set of custom-designed dice that go along with the book. They are designed specifically for this book. These are limited as well, as we will, be only, we will only be doing 50 of these. And then finally, we have two pledge tiers for either store owners or you nice friends that want to give books to a bunch of your friends. Um, for a pledge of $200 you will get 10 copies of our hardcover book. This means you get the book for half over half off. Um, and then the same thing for the next tier, it's $400 for 20 copies. Um, really suggest this one for the chain stores that uh, can distribute it between all your different stores. That one's great for that. Um, we want to thank those that have already pledged, and we hope that you will help us get to our goal of $2,000 by March 14th. Um, so yeah, we're super, super excited about that. Uh, we cannot wait to get the official final document out to you. Um, so before we continue, we have a few announcements to get through, so please bear with us. First up, we have Elliot with our socials and store info. We are live on Twitch and YouTube every Sunday at 6 p.m. EST but we will be taking the last Sunday of each month off to work on other projects. Our website is back and better than ever. You can find it at www.dammediallc.com. That is D-A-M-E-D-I-A-L-L-C.com. You can also check out our other social media. You can check out our Facebook at facebook.com slash Dungeons and Magi. You can check out our Instagram at Instagram.com slash Dungeons underscore and underscore Magi. You can check out our TikTok at at Damn Media LLC and our Twitch at at Dungeons underscore and underscore Magi. Our YouTube is also at Dungeons and Magi. Sunday's episodes will be available to view on YouTube Wednesday at 8 a.m. EST. We have a Patreon. Our Patreon is open with four tiers, and you can join for as little as $5 a month. The top tier gets you exclusive access to our Discord, custom merch, entry for giveaways, and even the chance to play with us. Visit us at patreon.com slash dungeonsandmagi. You cannot search us due to us being listed as adult content. Let's talk about our Patreon as we just launched a brand new tier. Tier 1 is our $5 tier. This will get you access to our Discord server and a free sticker. Tier 2 is our $10 tier. This will get you everything from Tier 1 in addition to access to a monthly art commission giveaway. Tier 3 is our $20 tier. This will get you everything from the previous tiers in addition to access to monthly giveaway for custom dice. Tier 4 is our $35 tier. 
This will get you everything from the previous tiers in addition to exclusive Patreon-only content as well as quarterly gifts for your first year. Finally, tier five, which is our newest tier, is our $50 tier. Not only will this give you access to our Discord, this will give you a monthly subscription to handmade dice from our new dice company, Brokers Forge Dice. These dice will be themed each month and will be handmade by Dungeons and & Magi and Brokers Forge. Again, you can find us at patreon.com slash Dungeons & Magi. We're getting ready to launch a brand new store. Shirts, hats, hoodies, dice, you name it. Keep an eye out for updates from our store. Back to the GM. Next up, we have Ben for our sponsors. Thank you, Caleb. <clears throat> we would like to thank 1985 Games for being a sponsor. Located in Portland, Oregon, 1985 Games was started by a group of players looking for a better way to game in real time without having to break the action to draw every tree on the map. 1985 Games creates affordable, accessible, high-quality ex- accessories for D&D and other tabletop role-playing games. You can get 10% off your entire order by going to 1985games.com slash dungeons underscore and underscore magi or by entering the code dungeons underscore and underscore magi at checkout. We have rolled out a new sponsor tier known as Partners. A partner is a sponsor who has gone above and beyond to help Dungeons & Magi reach their potential. A partner has agreed to make a lifetime commitment to provide products or services to Dungeons and Magi to aid in giveaways and overall production. We would like to thank and introduce our first official partner, and they are drum rolls. Dungeon Crate! Thank you! Dungeon Crate is a subscription box full of epic products, including dice, miniatures, tabletop terrain, and original adventures that you can't find anywhere else all delivered to your castle doors each month. We are so excited to be working with them, and if you put in the code DUNGEONSMAGI22 at checkout, you will receive 50% off a new subscription. Also, all Crate members may use their monthly code to receive 10% off in the online RPG store. Please visit them today at DungeonCrate.com, or you can find them on our sponsor page. Back to you, Caleb. Alright, so... I believe Are that is everything. So, is it time, Caleb? If there are no more announcements, let's roll the damn dice.
last we left off, the students, you had a mishap at an after party. Um, visiting a tent at this party, you found somebody that was telling fortunes, um, although they were not telling fortunes with an ordinary debt. This deck, seemingly for most of you, did not do anything, um, at least yet. However, for one of you, Dottie to be specific, um, this deck snatched your soul. Yeah. Uh, in that happening... You all took Dottie to the headmaster, Elowin, and informed him of what happened, and he was seemingly unalarmed, and told you that this happens once every four years or so. Anytime there's a fresh new group of students at the school. Um, and so he had all the information necessary in telling you that you needed to go to a place known as the Essence Reserve. This is a place none of you have, had heard about. Uh, so the headmaster brought in a senior student that had been there before and from their time as a freshman. Um, and you were able to travel to another plane of existence, which has never happened for any of you. It was brand new. And this place was the most beautiful place that most of you had ever seen. And you traveled through this remarkable place and found the central bank of the Essence Reserve. There you found it bustling with business and ran across some interesting characters such as what looked to be a spacefaring cowboy that was a soul collector um, trading in souls for money perhaps you're not sure uh, and you were told by these by these soul tellers that in order to get Dottie's soul back, you would need to deposit items. Works much like a normal bank does. Uh, so you traveled, got the items with relevant ease, and brought them back to the soul tellers where you were then taken to a special vault. This vault is the vault that holds all of these souls that have been captured by these cards. You then had to prove your metal, your worth, and in doing so, you had to face two ethereal gardens, and for all of you, except for your adventuring partner that was fresh here, uh, this was your first time in combat. Little dicey, to say the least, a uh, few of you almost did not make it out, but in the end, you proved your worth against the Ethereal Guardians, you retrieved Dottie's soul, Dottie came back to life, and you were then transported 
back to your dorm rooms where you got a much needed rest. Yeah. That's where we pick up. So, you guys wake up the next morning, a little sore, um, still a little tired, but still going to go back to school. But, you guys know that the headmaster will probably want to know that A, you're back, and B, that you succeeded. So, it would be my suggestion that you go visit the headmaster before attending class. So if you would like, you all can meet up outside the headmaster's office. And then, yeah. Um, so yeah. you all, all kind of gather up. That senior students know where to be found. They, they did their part. They're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but you all meet up. And uh, yeah, so now you're, you're all standing right outside the headmaster's door that's closed. I knock. Yeah. I kind of whispered to everybody, so it's feeling like they just moved the mountain yesterday. Are um, we going to get in trouble? Come in, come in. And the door automatically... I, I open the door. Well, the door automatically oh. opens up. I'll, I go through the door. Okay. I'm hiding behind people. I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Same. Um, hello, students. I see that you're back. Um, I see that everybody is back. Hello, Dottie. Hi. I said I said to, to reveal Dottie. Hi. So, did we learn a lesson here? Don't go in strange sense. Yeah. Don't ever play cards. Probably a good idea for you guys. <laughs> now, I'm glad you all are back. I am glad that everybody is safe. You have had an experience. Please do not share this with any other student. I will know. That includes <laughs> your friend Stu. Do not tell anybody. <laughs> Okay. I'll um, see I ate too much and got sick. There you go. And that's why we we disappeared. You would be a great politician. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what, what's necessary of the secrecy? I think we need to go to class now. We don't want so. to alarm other students. Plus, <laughs> I told you to. So, as your headmaster, I think that's all the need that you need. Um, yeah, I have yeah. a question. Yes, Dottie. So, I won't, like, pry or anything, um, but there's a rumor going around that somebody's missing. Oh, no, there are no students missing. Don't worry about it. Just all of you get to class and try to go about your day as normal. Okay. You didn't say the rumor was about a student. But okay. okay. Now, go along, you are going to be late. Uh, I yep. kind of yep. 
Okay. So you all usher out. Each of you mm-hmm. goes to your various classes throughout the day. Um, in the classrooms, hushed whispers persist, and the absence of a teacher is palpable. The air is charged with a mix of curiosity and apprehension. Students exchange glances, trying to glean information from each other. The teachers, while maintaining a composed demeanor, subtly acknowledge the situation. A few sidelong glances, a pause in their speech, subtle signs that something unusual is indeed occurring within the walls of Acanthia Academy. In in your various classes, the missing teacher becomes the unspoken topic, casting a mysterious shadow over the academic atmosphere. The lessons continue, but there's a lingering tension, a sense that the usual rhythm of the school has been disrupted. As the day progresses, you find yourselves wondering about the missing teacher and the circumstances surrounding their absence. The mysterious aura only deepens, and the quest for answers becomes an undercurrent beneath the surface of your daily activities. As you all sit in your various classes, individually, except for you and Terry, um... You feel this breeze past your ears as you look down on your desk and a note slides right in front of each of you. Um, I open it up. Same here. Okay. As you look, it bears the official seal of the headmaster. And you open it and each of you reads the message, feeling a mixture of anticipation and uncertainty. The request to visit the headmaster's office immediately adds a layer of gravity to the already mysterious circumstances surrounding the missing teacher. If I'm in class, I raise my hand to to get the teacher's attention. Yes, what can I do for you? Um... Mom, I, I have I hold up the note. It's like I, I have to leave. Apparently, the uh, the headmaster needs to see me right away. Let me see it. Okay. Very well. Get on with it. Thank you. I grab all my stuff and I just like bye. And I just kind of kind of. Um, teacher. Yes. Um, got a summons from the headmaster. Gotta go. Both of you go, go, do not make a disturbance. Tierney, come on. I grab Charlie's hand and I walk out. I just kind of quietly walk up to the teacher and hand the note over. Yeah. I'm just trying to get up and leave, showing, holding up the note that said, uh, hold, put my finger right where it says master. Whatever, just go. Uh, so, 
just walk away because he grews me out of the time. You have a teacher bandit. As you make your way through the corridors, the usual hustle and bustle of the academy seems subdued. The air is thick with curiosity, and fellow students exchange knowing glances. The journey to the headmaster's office becomes a silent procession, each step echoing the unspoken questions hanging in the air. You all reach the office at the same time, kind of surprised to see each other. You know what I'm doing here? All here. <laughs> oh, we're probably fucked. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe he finally realized we need to. We he didn't give us attention for the last thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I, I knock on the door. door. Well, the the door is slightly ajar, and you see a soft light spilling from within. Um, and as you enter the room, the hush whispers seem to fade, um, and there you see, sitting in his high back chair, kind of propped up against it, his glorious robes, uh, his fingers kind of crossed in front of him, um, sitting with his legs crossed. Um, you see an expression... It's a mix of seriousness and concern. He looks at each of you, his gaze sweeping across, his eyes reflecting a depth of concern. The room feels charged with an unspoken tension, and the gravity of the situation becomes palpable. He leans forward. Everybody take a seat, please. I immediately sit. I sit on the floor. You can sit on a chair. There's plenty to go around. Okay. And I move to sit on the chair. Okay. I've summoned you here because I believe that you, as promising students, might be able to assist in this matter. As you know, I've handpicked each of you to attend this academy. You did? I told you that's when you got here. Still curious on why me. I guess we will see, won't we? Each of you possesses unique talents, and I have faith that you can unravel this mystery surrounding the disappearance of Professor Meridia. Kind of leans forward, clasping his hands on the desk. Professor Viridia is a respected member of our faculty, and her sudden absence has left a void. I need your help to investigate and, if possible, locate her. I understand that this is an unusual request, but your skills may prove invaluable in uncovering the truth. He looks to each of you, kind of meeting your eyes, your eyes all in wonderment. Are you willing to take on this task? It won't be easy, and it may involve facing unknown dangers, but I believe in your capabilities. What what, what sort of dangers? That's I do not know. I do not know what happened to Professor Maria. 
I'm, I fear the worst, but I think your trip to the Essence Reserve proved that you may have what it takes to get this done. Plus, well, a little bit of extra credit doesn't hurt. <laughs> you will also well, be excused what? from any classes that you might miss, receiving an automatic A for that class. Well, oh. I, I mean, uh, of course, uh, we, uh, we, we can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, uh, this place gave me a roof over my head. I would do pretty much anything for it. It's great to hear. Um. Uh, okay. looking down at her hands, just like playing with her own stuff. Is there any questions you have? Um. Well, if we're if we're going to be um looking for this teacher, um, do we know where she disappeared from? Professor Viridia is a renowned inventor and creator. I know they were working on a new invention and suddenly they were gone. Uh, perhaps you should look at her lab and start there. Um, again, you will be excused from your classes until this is complete. Consider this extra credit. Uh, um, what does she look like? Um, Professor Viridia is a rather tall and lengthy elf. Um, she has silver hair that runs down her back and silver eyes that match. Uh, you'll usually see her in dirty clothes, things that she doesn't mind getting dirty while she's inventing any of her items. Usually has a gadget or two on her. Okay. Um, what does Professor Viridia teach? I, I don't think I remember he seeing her at the orientation. Professor Viridia teaches a lot of the upperclassmen um, specialty stuff. Professor Viridia is also the handy person around here. Most of the technologies that you see around here come from Professor Viridia, such as the Skylark that you rode here on. Oh, oh. That was created by Professor oh. Viridia. Um, they create many inventions and if some of those that I've seen got into the wrong hands, they would not be good. Um, will we be able to okay. see her office? Well, you should certainly start looking at their lab. Their lab is their office. Ah. Um, they don't have okay. traditional workspace here. Hmm. Okay. <gasps> okay, we, extra credit. We should go there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I just have one question. Yes. Why send students, not teachers? They're more skilled than us. You tell me what would be more alarming to you if all of your classes stopped suddenly because the teachers were investigating something or if a few students were out sick or on 
errands for the headmaster for a few days. Oh, that's a good, good point. So, I've been doing this for a few hundred years. Um, and they, he stands up in his chair, from his chair. Um, you, you have my full support on this matter. Get together, head to Professor Viridia's lab. Remember, time is of the essence. I trust you to represent the Academy with the utmost diligence and discretion. Which means okay. do not talk to any other students. Alright, so with that, you all are dismissed from the Headmaster's office. Um, armed with a mission that transcends your regular academic pursuits. The weight of the Academy's trust rests on your shoulders as you prepare to delve into the mysteries surrounding Professor Verdia's sudden disappearance. Kind of look around. Does anybody know what it's like to be a cop? Or something like that, because I don't. Like to be a what? A cop. Please investigate. A guard? I, I don't yeah, know. That. Um... Well, um, my mom's chieftain, so, uh, of our clan, so I know a little bit about investigating matters of concern. Um, my uncle used to fight the town god all the time. Does that count? Yeah. You said you Anyways, we, we, we need to go to the lab. We need to go to the lab. Yeah. We should hurry. So, um, you guys are able to it, the lab isn't a hidden secret, but it is almost a labyrinth network of corridors that you have to go through to get to it. Um, as you're moving through, you get the faint hum of magical activity. The lab is situated in the depths of the academy, accessible only to those with a purpose. As you approach the entrance, a heavy wooden door adorned with intricate runes stands before you. Um, I'm going to look at the runes. Um, See if I can recognize any of them. As you approach... They all Oh the door opens. It's going, Dotty. And with that oh. you feel a gust of warm tingling air envelop you. Oh, oh I'm gonna that's weird. carefully walk inside. I follow behind Dotty. Okay. I I I follow Yep. Alright. Um, everybody give me an observation check, please. Wow. Starting off strong. <laughs> right? Oh, hey, I have a new one. Dottie? One. Wow. Linares? Uh, ten out of twelve. Okay. Uh, Tarrant. Two! Out of twelve. Terrily. 
Two out of twelve. <laughs> Five out of twelve. Am I the only one that passed? I see something. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> the lab is a marvel of magical engineering, with shimmering crystals embedded in the walls, casting an ethereal glow. The ceiling is a masterpiece of illusion, displaying a simulation of the night sky that seems to shift and change in real time. Workstations cluttered with alchemical apparatus, enchanted instruments, and half-finished inventions line the room. Strange contraptions emit soft whirring sounds, and magical diagrams dance across floating screens. In the center of the lab, a large work table is covered in blueprints, parchment, and a variety of tools. The air is thick with a sense of alchemical radiance, and the room is filled with a low ambient hum as residual magical energy permeates the space. It's evident that Professor Viridia was deeply engrossed in their work, leaving behind a tangible aura of creativity and dedication. Get a load of this, guys. <clears throat> Never seen a show hmm. like this. Me either. Have any of us really? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so, actually. It just looks cool. It looks cool. Look at all this stuff. I go over I, to I'm... the table and just start, like, pick something up. Okay. Oh, no. Hey, that could explode. What? No. Put... As, but, as you grab this, it is a small, intricately designed hourglass with celestial symbols etched onto its surface. The sand inside moves in, me- in a mesmerizing pattern defying the usual laws of gravity. I shake it. Like this, like... <laughs> okay. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you shake it and the sand begins to hit against the glass. Oh, hey, that's pretty nifty. It starts to glow blue. Ooh. And it... Uh, put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Okay, okay. And okay. move. Well, I, I put, put it, it down. down! I put it down. I put it down. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I need you to make a check for me. Okay. Uh, Uh-oh. I expect this from my sister more than him. I need... Oh, no. <laughs> Me and my ADHD brain. <clears throat> Let's see what kind of check we're going to do. It's just going to touch everything. I really thought it'd be Pam first that touches something that's going to blow up. <laughs> or pa- uh, or my wife. <clears throat> Art imitates real life. Right? I touch everything when I go to a store, and so does my character. Uh, it's give annoying me, as just well. give me a physical check. Please. Physical check? Okay. Oh, we need a handcuff him next time. Okay, nine out of twelve. Okay. As you set it down, you kind of move backwards and it shatters. Um, that was supposed to do. I told you. Probably not. Yes, that's exactly how it was supposed to happen. Right, everybody? As I glare, as I give everyone a knowing look, it was like that. No, No, probably not. 
You didn't fry me. Me. You shook it. I saw everything. Go I'll report it to the headmaster that you broke stuff in the lab. Hey, don't be a rat. You're gonna do what? Well, uh, go over to the table with the blueprints and see if I can find any. Okay. Um, you uh, give me an observation, please. Not that one. I'm just gonna look around, see if there's like any other ways in and out. consists of a crystalline core infused with ethereal energy surrounded by an intricate framework of interlocking gears and filigree. Connected to the mm. core are ethereal conduits that seem to shimmer with otherworldly lights. Um, I will say, with your role though, you can inspect the blueprint a little closer. You're starting to make sense of what this does. And there there are some little notes from the professor on <coughs> The ethereal resonance transmitter has the potential to revolutionize communication across vast distances. It harnesses the ambient ethereal currents that flow through the magical fabric of the world enabling instantaneous communication without the need for physical infrastructure. It could connect people separated by continents, allowing for swift exchange of information and ideas. But, as you look at the blueprints, you notice there's notes that say that Professor Viridia faced a critical challenge in stabilizing the ethereal currents. The invention, mm. if completed, could be a beacon of 
progress in unity, but the missing professor's abrupt disappearance leaves the project in a precarious state. Uh, uh, guys, guys? What is it? Hmm? What? Uh, I, I think I found something. I, what? I, what? I what? what did you find, Timmy? I show them the blueprint and show them the note. Hmm. So, could you please explain what this is? I, I'm not the most tinker. I'm not, I'm not much of a tinker. That, that I will say the person that would actually understand this more if you do a check is Dottie. Because this yeah, it's ethereal, ethereal stuff. And Dottie's an ethereal. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. Okay, I'll see if I can like check. sense anything. Five out of twelve? Can't, like, you know it's using ethereal power, but you're not sure exactly how it works. Hmm. Should we take it to the headmaster? Um, I mean, it, it's a clue as to Do what I, happened. I, this is large. And it's not even yeah. This well, well, we could take the blueprint. Yeah, you can take the blueprint. I, this, this device is probably the size of those Kuwaiti military generators. Oh, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> so one thing that I want to try to do before we leave um, is try to, like, reach out in more of, like, a magical sense to see if I can see any, like, uh, like, ties. Like, I know that when I do my magic, I'm basically, like, weaving the Aether. I want to see if I can see any, like, evidence that it's been, like, weaved or if there's any kind of, like, feeling I can get. Okay. Through that way, maybe? For the device? Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah. Let's see. Uh, it would take some time, so go ahead and roll a ritual. Okay. 12 out of 12. Oh. I shit you not. I just got a 12 out of 12. <laughs> nice. So, okay, so with some time, as you all are kind of looking through other stuff, Dottie sits there and begins to reach out and you begin to see these white tethers of ethereal energy being come out of Dottie's hands and go and weave into this device and Dottie you can feel the resonance back to you mm -hmm. as you then gain a full understanding of what this does something that Professor Viridia probably couldn't even do you now, without looking at any of the notes, you now understand what is missing from this. What is missing from it? You, and I'll say as you get this in your mind, um, you find the notes at the same time. <clears throat> the key revelation is the necessity of a rare and potent material known as Austrium. Okay. Um, you guys aren't sure what Austrian is. You've never heard of it. Uh, so that's something that you would probably have to ask about. Um, yeah. And make sure Lunaris doesn't touch so it don't go boom. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Dolly. All you know is that it's rare and potent. That's it. And it's called Austrian. Um, I I know what's missing. What, what what's missing? What what's I, missing? Austrian. Austria oh, so what? Austrian. What is that? What is that? It's what? something very like strong. It's very powerful. Uh, I think we should tell the headmaster. Has anyone heard of it? Um, no. I, I, I'd love to look around and see if there's been a struggle or anything. I, Maybe uh, uh, take the something. She kind of just left all this behind without just okay. willingly. Um, you also find a journal that's there. I pick it up, but I don't open it, and I put okay. it in the back. Um, you don't see any signs of a struggle. At all, they're just gone. Um, gone. I I think this thing backfired. For sure. I think we need to go like to tell said. the headmaster what we found so far, um, mm-hmm. and maybe he, he they can help us. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I don't think there's anything left here. Yeah. Uh, especially, I don't want any more things to go boom on us. Oh, how long am I going to hear about this? Forever. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Right. I mean, you weren't warned before you even touched it. It, it, it looks. It was small. I didn't think it'd be that big of a deal. I'm sorry. This is something I expect from her, pointing to my sister. Or me. I'm say my curiosity got but not this time. I, I almost I, killed I, you. I, I, I learned my lesson. Well, okay. Um, let, let, let's go and show our findings to the headmaster and maybe yeah. they know what this Austrian stuff is. Let's make sure we close the door so it, it locks. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you all get out, pull the door shut, and hear the, the locking of the rooms. Um, so you can make your way back up to the headmaster. His doors open. Yeah. Um, he's, he's sitting um, there. You see his quill moving pretty quickly as he looks um, to be writing stuff, signing some stuff. <coughs> sir, we found some stuff. Ah, yes. Come in and shut the door, please. Yep, yep, yep. I'll shut the door as I'll be the last one. What did you find? I hesitantly walk up to the headmaster's desk and hand him the blueprint and the notes. Uh, The journal too? Nope. Okay. Austrium. Austrium is a magical ore renowned for its ability to channel and amplify ethereal energy. It's a crucial component for many advanced machines within Acanthia, such as the Skylark. Uh, The way that it's able to fly through the air is by 
this Austrian tapping into the magical energies around Acanthia, into the ley lines, and even into some of you. That's what that's missing. I point to the blueprint. I hear a butt coming. It is highly explosive in its raw form. Oh. One wrong bump and everything goes boom. I we, look straight at Looney. We, we would want anything like that to happen now, would we? Did you encounter any Austrian in the lab? No. No. None it wasn't an ore, so oh. no. I mean, he blew up an hourglass. I did, I did nothing. thing. You did what? First off, I kicked Tyranny if I'm sitting... Hey! I'm, I'm standing I didn't do here. shit! Oh, I mean, Tyranny, sorry. Tyranny, sorry. Tyranny? Yes, smack him upside the head. Stop. 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 What did you do? I just looked at something. I was investigating, like you said, Headmaster. I, I, I picked something up. It started vibr- glowing. I put it down and then it exploded. So you did nothing else to make it explode? No, I just shook it first. Thank you, everyone. So you picked up an item in a professor's lab that is known for creating magical things, and you decided to shake it. I mean, I tried to stop him. To, to be fair, Did I... Did you think it was a tambourine? No, I thought it was just an hourglass. Are you hurt? No. To be fair, hurt? I mean, who, who, what kind no, of teacher... Okay. Would, no, I'm okay. No. To be fair, what kind of teacher would bring explosive materials inside of a school? This is actually something Professor Tierney should be answering for. It's Professor Viridian. Viridian, uh, Viridian. Yes, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm very nervous. Why are you wanting to blame my sister for I everything? I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm I, just nervous. I am glad that you think that you are in the position to demand a teacher be in trouble. Um, I realize this is only your first week here. Um, it could very well be your last. I'm very nervous. <laughs> so... Anyways, is that all you found? Is there anything telling you where they went, where possibly they... I, I slowly pull out the journal and hand it to the uh, I, I, I didn't read it. It, it. it didn't feel right. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's just a little journal. We don't know in that lab, so. <laughs> and our class went boom, so. It seems Professor Viridia found a hidden deposit of Austrian not far from the academy, hidden well within the depths of a cavern. Oh. Okay, oh. Yes, uh, not far off. It looks like 
the professor went there to retrieve the Austrian. Um, but they've been mm. gone on long enough that something happened. They are considered missing. So correct. Uh, okay. Listen, and they turn a page, and there's they pull out a piece of paper that looks to be like a hand-drawn map. Um, this was not drawn by Professor Viridia. Professor Viridia is not a cartographer. Um, but it looks like you need to go to the Whispering Caves. That is where the Austrian deposit is marked. Um, I want to remind you about the inherent dangers of harvesting Austrian. The raw ore is highly combustible and its extraction requires meticulous handling <coughs> to avoid catastrophic accidents. Now. Okay. We'll, we, we'll make sure we'll just find the professor um, and touch the Austria. And they hold up the map. And they kind of, you see them look over it. And they run their hand across and they mutter something to themselves. This isn't just a map. It's not just a guide. This response to ambient magic. Something Ooh. changing as you move, providing real-time adjustments to the environments. So, they kind of roll it up. They hand it to Tyranny. I take it. Um, do you, are there monsters in the, the cavern? I do not know. Many people do not venture there because of the Austrian. Um, yeah. Because I need a weapon. Ha. Huh. Well, it's funny that you should say that um, we have an entire town that you must oh. visit before I send you out anywhere that's potentially dangerous. So, I need all of you to gather materials. I will be sure that you do not pay for anything there. The school will pay for it. But... Get ready to go meet just outside the courtyard, and your ride will be there to take you to Evervale. Okay. Okay. And from there, you can use your map to get to the Whispering Caves and continue your investigation. Remember, 
that this is of the utmost secrecy. Mm-hmm. We're just doing extra credit. Exactly. Now go enjoy your ride to Everdale. Thank, uh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I get up and like wait at the door for everybody. I, I go uh, out to wait. Yep. Head out to the courtyard. You guys, as I'm sure everyone comes, I was like, you guys suck. You threw me. You threw me under the carriage the, the moment you had the chance. I didn't touch? say anything until you were already found out. Thank you, Dottie. I appreciate that. But I had to defend myself too. So. Do you really so think he you... may have not known? You did. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. But he didn't need your help. I wouldn't have said anything to you if it had been one of you. Oh, uh, where's how far are we to the courtyard? Uh, like five minutes. Okay, so while we're walking, what weapon do you guys think I should? Oh, I think a mace. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yes, yeah, a nice big mace. I hope I can hold it. They sound heavy. Yeah, that that would be heavy. Well, if I can hold it, it'd be cool. Don't want Dante to not have something to, we'll have to see. With. We'll have to see. We'll have to see if they make little ones. Um, Alright, mm -hmm. so. You guys make it to the courtyard. You're waiting and waiting. Not sure. Maybe the Skylark's coming to get you, but that's a pretty big thing to take you to just something that's the next town over. Perhaps you could walk, maybe somebody's going to guide you there. And suddenly, you see what looks to be almost like comets flying through the air and landing in front of you is a creature that possesses an otherworldly elegance. It's reminiscent of a feline adorned with a coat that seems to be woven from the fabric of the cosmos itself. A symphony of bioluminescent hues courses through its sleek fur, creating an ever-shifting display of radiant colors that dance like ethereal constellations. The most striking feature of this creature is its expansive wings resembling delicate stained glass crafted by celestial artisans. Each feathered edge is adorned with a soft luminescence that mirrors the stars above. As a creature unfurls its wings, they emit a gentle glow that illuminates the surrounding landscape, turning the night into a canvas of enchantment. Its tail, trailing behind like a luminous comet's tail, leaves a subtle shimmer in its wake. The mane that crowns its regal head glows softly, giving it an ethereal and regal presence. Eyes like pools of stardust hold a deep intelligence reflecting the profound connection it shares with those fortunate enough to be its riders. Underneath its celestial exterior 
implies a unique ability, the power to harness the radiant energy of starlight. When soaring through the night, it absorbs the shimmering brilliance of the stars, granting it unparalleled speed and maneuverability. It leaves behind a trail of glowing footprints, a testament to its celestial journey through the realms of the night. It's known for its gentle and empathic nature. It forms an unspoken bond with its rider. It responds to the emotions of its companion with a wisdom that transcends the mundane, communicating through harmonious hums and purrs that resonate with magic of the cosmos. To ride upon this creature is to embark on a celestial voyage, a sublime dance beneath the starlit tapestry where the bond between rider and creature transcends the ordinary adventures into the realm of pure enchantments. This is known as the Lumisprints. The Luma what? The Luma Sprint. Luma Sprint, okay. L-U-M-I-S-P-R-I-N-T. Okay. Oh, dude, it's beautiful. Hi, kitty! And I run over to pet it. And you walk up to it and it kind of like stumbles a little bit, but then it looks and locks eyes with you. And you almost hear like chuffing from it. Like... Oh, like, big kitty. And it, <laughs> I pet it. And it, it kind of rubs its nose. And it gets down on its knees, essentially, to, to get, let you mount it. Okay, and I do. And I'll hop on it. Saddles on him. I approach mine, and I just start... Gently going with the coat of it, just rubbing the back of its neck, just being like... And now, Dottie, as you get on yours, it seems to bond to you, and its fur goes from this, like, luminescent sky color to all white. <sighs> magic Whoa! Your hair, magic your hair. Wow. As Lunaris, you go up to yours and it's chuffing as well. <laughs> you climb on and as you sit and you kind of just lock yourself in, <clears throat> turns like ocean blue and it looks like waves are ruffling through. Ooh. I kind of, I kind of scratch my head's ears. I slowly go up to it, holding out my hand. It, it nudges your hand, and then you feel this this coarse tongue, like a cat's tongue. And then I slowly start petting this out. And you hear this, as it gets down. I slowly get on. Okay. As you get on. You lock yourself in and you look, and this, it turns almost purple, like a very familiar shade of purple. I go up to mine, pet it, and say, don't eat me. 
it rears back and you you swear it almost smirks as it <laughs> and then it kind of like settles itself down alright okay, try to get on it it's back into the saddle pet it more as you get on turns pitch black like a black hole I approach mine, and, and I'm like, yeah, and, and I'm petting it, and you are very pretty. Very pretty. And then when it gets down, I get on. The, the colors of the trees and there's flakes of white from the snow-capped mountains that you lived in. And as everybody's ready, yep. they get up and you, as you grab these, you guys get this bond, this understanding with this creature you now understand these are yours. These are not anybody else. These have bonded to you permanently. Ooh. But there's a downside. They die. You die. Oh. You die. Oh. They die. They are a part of you. But that means... No matter how far you are from them, you can call them and they will come. Okay. They can walk as well as fly. Um, and if you can hold your breath, they can swim. And you're looking, now that you're sitting on them, you see gills behind them. Damn. Behind, behind their mane. So they, they can basically go anywhere they need as long as you can go yeah. as well. Mercat. And I'm definitely you, flying. You think of of um, where you need to go. And mm-hmm. as soon as you think of Evervale. <sighs> and you guys take off flying through the air. I hold out for dear life. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, need, I need everybody, being that this is your first time, I need everybody to give me you can choose a physical or a tools check. Okay. Same, same thing for me. Oh fuck. What did you get? We'll see. Roll. <laughs> Uh, Dottie, what you got? Three out of twelve. Okay. Ramirez. Oh, fuck. <laughs> What'd you get? <laughs> Four. Four out of twelve. Oh, it can't be any bad, worse than mine. Uh, Karen, what'd you get? Four out of ten. Carly, what'd you get? What'd you get? Natural one. 
Okay, this is going to be... All right, so all of you are about to fall off these things, literally. Yeah. My mm -hmm. role is going to see if this creature is bonded to you enough to <laughs> catch you. Actually, I'll do it with a D10. Uh, this is for Dottie. Ten out of ten. Okay. So as you you, it takes off and starts to fly. You fall off, and the thing swoops down and grabs you, and you start kind of getting getting the hang of it. Um, yeah. Luneros, as you begin to fall, <laughs> ten out of ten. Oh. Hell yeah! You back up. I'm cursing uh, as I'm falling. Terrence, nine out of ten. Shush. Terrily. Bye-bye. <laughs> One out of ten. Oh! Oh, God. I'm gonna need a new sister. Yeah, I was gonna say, I <laughs> can try to catch one of them. Oh, I'm gonna need a wife. Tyranny. Two out of ten. Okay, okay so I just DM'd you something. As... Yeah. Um... Okay, that works. So, we'll start with yours then. So, as you begin to fall, you guys are watching Tyranny fall and scream. What do they see? All of a sudden, you just see me shrink in size and go to the distinct purple, the same shade as the Luma Sprint that has, like, white hmm? stars shimmering. On the face. Uh, and with that, that, I will allow that to I'll allow that to do a reroll as you trans you see her transform and become something else. Would you like to tell them what your hidden creature is? I am a Starly. Stellari. Stellari. Yes. So you Ooh. see this creature that almost looks like space itself. And that creates this extra bond. And you are able to actually move like starlight and you zoom back onto the creature. Whoa. What the... What was that? Although, Terry still falling to her death. Uh, I would like to try. If, uh, I'm going to. I'm going to cast momentary stasis on myself okay, to stop me from falling. Roll, roll for it. Okay. Um. That was illusion. Yeah. Okay. Five out of ten. Okay. And then I would like to try and dive to catch Terry. Well, what happens is the stasis stops and her Luna Sprint picks her up and 
now that you guys have kind of gotten the hang of how this works, Ooh. you won't have to roll again for the flying on them. Now that bond is now sealed. Um, I'm assuming you're back in your normal yeah. form now. Yeah, so you guys saw this flash of of tyranny turning into something else and then appearing back into her elven form. Tyranny, sure what was that? I just stay quiet as I'm like literally shaking. Okay. So, you continue to fly and you land and you're able to dismount off these um, you are now in Oh my there. god, solid ground, solid I, ground. I run up to Tarrant and just hug him. I hold her, just knowing that she needs a hug. Okay, what? so... I kind of, I kind of, like, collapse to my knees, and it's just like, that was terrifying. Okay, um... I, I whisper to Tarrant. I had fun. Did, did that just yeah. happen, or... No. Something um, happened. We can talk about it later if you wish. And I will say this is the first time it's ever happened to you. This has never happened to you. Okay. Um. So, do we go into town? I mean, we're supposed to pick up supplies here. Yeah, I need a uh, weapon. Um. We, all need weapons. we should probably get some potions. We have weapons. I don't. Don't have mine on me. You guys didn't bring your weapons with you. Well, technically. Oh, at least I have mine. You you guys, you guys were supposed to go get stuff and then go meet up to get that, but that's fine because you're going to a weapon shop anyways. I mean, at least the twins are prepared. So, the first shop in Evervale is named Iron Haven Arms. It's a sturdy and well-organized store that caters to both mundane and magical weaponry. As you walk in, you see the shopkeeper, Gruff Stoneforge, a grizzled dwarf with a braided beard, as he welcomes you. The shelves are lined with an assortment of finely crafted swords, staffs with enchanted gems, and intricately designed bows. His knowledge about the various weapons and offers, he offers advice on what might suit each of your strengths and preferences. Um, and he looks to each of you, starts with Lunaris. I, I know what you need. You do? And he reaches down and pulls out a whip uh, and hands it to you. Okay. This is the Vitality Lasher. The Vitality Lasher is an elegantly crafted whip. Its handle adorned with intricate runes that glow softly when in use. The body of the whip is made from the hide of a magical creature, giving a sleek and ethereal appearance. As you wield it, the whip seems to come alive, responding to the bond between you and any of your creatures. The end of the whip has a small enchanted crystal that emits a gentle glow, enhancing its mystical aura. Interesting. Uh, he then looks to Dottie. I, I have what you need as well. Okay. And hands you a wand. Oh. This is the Starlight Weaver's wand. 
It's crafted from a rare celestial wood. This wand shimmers with a faint glow reminiscent of distant stars. Its intricate carvings depict constellations that seem to shift and move as if alive. When you channel your magical abilities through the wand, the carvings light up, creating a mesmerizing display. The tip is adorned with a crystal infused with the essence of the cosmos, amplifying the power of ethereal weaving spells. So you can attack mm. with this as a base attack, just a normal wand attack, which would technically okay. Be, it would it would <clears throat> work like a ranged weapon, like almost like a bow, um, mm -hmm. and it would just do a normal attack. But if you choose, um, once per day, you can channel one of your uh, spells through it, and you do so at advantage. Okay. Um, he looks to Terrily next. I, I look at you and I see what you need. And he pulls out a large staff and hands it to you. This is the Temporal Scepter, a gracefully crafted staff made from a blend of rare woods that seem to shift in color like the changing hues of time. The head of the staff holds a suspended hourglass filled with sand frozen in a perpetual state of flowing. As you tap into your Chrono Evoker abilities, the hourglass responds, the sands quickening or slowing in tandem with your manipulations of time. The staff itself resonates with a faint hum, echoing the very fabric of the temporal energies you command. Ooh. Are you having PTSD from the hourglass? <laughs> uh, I, I very slowly back away from from Tara Lee with her staff. Ooh, pretty. To Tierney, I I have just what you need, and pulls out a pair of daggers, silver daggers, and hands them to you. I slowly take them. These are the Echo Blades. A pair of slender silver daggers that shimmer with a faint glow. These enchanted blades resonate with echoes of moments past and future, granting you the ability to leave traces of yourself in different timelines. When thrown, the blades leave behind after images that per persist for a brief moment, confusing enemies and creating opportunities for strategic maneuvers. The hilts of the daggers are adorned with small hourglass symbols, symbolizing your command over the manipulation of time. What are they called again? They are the echo blades. So they basically leave echoes of time as they as they move through the air. And lastly, he looks to Terence. I here you go. And he pulls out a large scythe. This is the This is the Umbral Crescent A sleek and darkened scythe With a current obsidian blade That seems to absorb The surrounding lights This enchanted weapon is attuned to the shadows Allowing you to channel Your mastery of darkness Through the scythe When swung the Umbral Crescent Leaves behind shadowy trails That momentarily obscure the vision Of adversaries 
providing you with opportunities for swift and silent maneuvers. And the handle is wrapped in shadow silk, giving it an eerie yet elegant appearance. Hmm. Thank you. Now, is that all the weapons you need? I think so. Yes. <clears throat> Your students from the academy, yes? Yes. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll want to go over to Forge God Emporium. Okay. There, there you'll okay. get the armor that you need. Oh! Okay. okay. Yeah, it's always good to have more clothes. Where they going? Uh, yep. Okay. I'm just still hanging on to Terran, like not letting go. <laughs> so you see a two-story building with a prominent sign featuring an anvil surrounded by intricate designs. The shop is known for exceptional exceptional craftsmanship catering to both magical and mundane needs. Inside, you find a variety of armors and protective gear. The shopkeeper is a skilled artisan named Grizzen Ironhearts, and he greets you with a hearty welcome. Oh, hello, student. Welcome to Forge God Emporium. Um, Hello. He begins to look at each of you, studies you. Your headmaster said you were coming. Yeah. Yeah. What is your name? I I am Luneros. You can call me Lune. Ah, I will call you Luneros. Or Lune. And he reaches down and picks up a piece of armor and hands it to you. And it feels like leather. This is called the Beast Warden's Embrace. This is lightweight, flexible armor adorned with subtle nature motifs. This enhances your agility and provides a connection with beasts, making it easier for you to communicate with and command your animal companions. Anyway, I can change. Right over there. And you Thank see you. a small, looks to be a bathroom. Thank you. I go in and I, I change and put it on. I need you to make a <laughs> toilet <laughs> mat. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> um, He looks to Dottie. You, what's your name? Dottie. Uh, I have just what you pulls out these robes and hands them to you. Um, these are the ethereal enchanter's robes. They're flowing robes that shimmer with faint ethereal patterns. These robes enhance your magical prowess, making it easier for you to manipulate ethereal energies. The material is both durable and comfortable, allowing for freedom of movement. Awesome. I'm going to put it on. Uh, he looks to Terry. What's your name? Uh, Terry. Ah, uh, I have yours right here. Picks up a set of armor and hands it to you. This is the Chronomancer's Temporal Weave. A set of intricately designed armor that seems to ripple with subtle temporal distortions. It provides enhanced protection while allowing you to manipulate time without interference. 
I'm gonna go and put it on. picks up a sturdy set of plate armor and hands it to you. <laughs> this is the Temporal Warden's plate. A sturdy suit of plate armor with subtle clockwork details. It, off- it not only offers excellent physical protection, but also helps you control your temporal abilities more effectively. Does it clink, clank, clink? <laughs> tink, 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 tink. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. And looks to you, Tarrant. What's your name? I'm Tarrant. Ah, this one's special. And he pulls out this dark hooded cloak and hands it to you. This is called the Shadow Meld Shroud. This is a dark hooded cloak that melts seamlessly with shadows. This enchanted cloak provides you with enhanced stealth capabilities and, when activated, allows you to blend effortlessly within the shadows. And you all put your stuff on, and he takes the time to make sure it's adjusted to each of you, pulling straps, doing some trimming as he needs, helps you put the plates on, and they're they're actually not that heavy once you put them on they kind of form to your body um all of these are magical so as you put them on they were pretty big and they kind of shrink to your body um and he just takes the time to adjust now it is my suggestion you go to the potion shop yeah we should get what you need thank you sir Thank you. Thank you. And as you're walking, he goes, Beware. What? Did I step on something? And he goes back to the back. <laughs> Beware what? Beware what? Just, uh, just let's go to the uh, potion shop. This is a very weird, strange town. You find a shop known uh. as Mystic Elixir's Emporium. It's a quaint but well-stocked store run by a potion master named Alaric. Um, and he doesn't look to be all there. Kind of mm. crazy hair. Been and sampling some of his product? Probably. Um, and, uh, he just kind of looks to each of you. Oh, well! I kind of jump back and hide behind Terrence. Welcome to my shop! Hi. What can I do for you? Um, um, we're, we're from the Academy. Um. Oh, this is my favorite game! Now, game? he pulls out a box and he holds it up in the air. <laughs> Who wants to go first? And you see potions written on it, but like some of the letters are bad. I raise my hand. Okay. I need I need you to roll me uh first roll me a D four. That way thinking I wasn't gonna need it today. <laughs> four. 
Okay, now roll me a d10. Six. Six. Okay. Um, all you see, he does not explain to you what these potions do. You just get them at random. And you grab one that just has the images of, a, of wings on it. Ooh. I, I'll go after Karen. Let me write down the soil for you. I stay close so she can still somewhat hide. <laughs> At least it's not slime. I'll go next. Five. Uh, roll again, please. Three. Slime, 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 slime. Okay. Um, you, <laughs> you see a potion bottle that has various animal faces on it. Hmm. I am very concerned about all these potions. Alright, Dottie. Yep. D four. Four. Okay, then a D ten. A ten. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, in addition to this, he after you do that, huh, would anybody like to go again? You get one more draw. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's start with Terran. Give me a D four. Who? Okay. Now a D ten. One. 
Okay. Um, you see one that has like leaves and uh, wind and stuff on it. Um, <coughs> would you like to go again? Yes. Okay. D4. One. Okay. D ten. Three. No, we hope that's your second potion. Oh, ha, ha. <laughs> it fit. You see a potion bottle that has a crescent moon on it. I pick it up. Okay. Um, it's Fly, 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 fly. <laughs> we love you, Ben. <laughs> um, this one looks to it has a book on it. That's it. Uh, terribly. Like All right. That? Okay, D4. Three. Uh, okay, D10. A one. Three roll. A ten. <laughs> okay. That works out. <laughs> okay. This one looks to show a bunch of, just a bunch of circles on it. Uh, Dolly. Okay. Yep. D4. Another four. Okay, D10. Five. Uh, reroll. Another ten. Uh, reroll. Eight. <laughs> Eight, there you go. Uh, this has a picture of an eye with a X through the eye. Mmm. Okay. Okay. Um, well, that was fun. Um, now, since you played, you all get these. And he pulls up another box, and it, it looks to be health potions. Cool. You get two Oh, each. cool. You said two, two each? Potions. Yep. You hope they're health potions. Hmm. None of them are yes, green, right? <laughs> yeah, what color are our health potions? <laughs> green. No, they're blue. Hmm. Oh, okay. Ooh, blue? Nice. Like a... Almost... <gasps> I made a connection in my head to what... And a, yay. Um, I, I made a connection, and yay. All right, so... You now step out of Evervale. 
backpack filled with supplies. I would say you're able to also get rations and things like that as well. Um, How many rations do we have a piece? Uh, uh, ten a piece. Okay. Which will last you two meals for five days. So, it's not a far journey. Um, and you guys are able to come back to this town anytime you want. It, it's This town is literally owned by the school. Which is why you don't Okay, awesome. Um, so, so, ten rations, right? Ten rations, yeah. yes. Okay, cool. Um, Just running. As you step out of Evervale, backpacks filled with supplies, the distant whispering caves beckoning on the horizon. We're going to take a break. Um, Before we we continue. Um, So, we will be right back, everybody. Please do not go anywhere.
the terrain, you come across a small stream cutting through the hills. Crystal clear water flows gently and colorful butterflies dance around the water's edge. The stream appears to be teeming with small magical fish, their scales shimmering in a kaleidoscope of colors. Moving forward, the landscape shifts to a dense forest known as the Sylvan Canopy. Massive trees with leaves that seem to glitter in the sunlight form a natural canopy overhead. The forest floor is covered in a soft bed of moss, muffling the sound of your footsteps. Occasionally, you catch glimpses of small woodland creatures and the air is filled with melodic songs of birds. Here is my suggestion. Um, actually, I'm sorry. In the afternoon, you reach the outskirts of the Whispering Caves. The entrance is framed by towering cliffs, and the sound of the wind rushing through the caverns creates an eerie, haunting melody. The caves themselves seem to exhale cool air, hinting at the mysteries hidden within. As the day progresses into evening, if you wish, you can find a suitable camping spot before you venture forth. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, yep. Okay. You find a spot near a cluster of bioluminescent mushrooms <clears throat> that cast a gentle glow. The night sky above is a tapestry of stars, and you can hear distant howls of nocturnal creatures echoing in the darkness. It's a serene yet exhilarating first day filled with the wonders of nature and the promise of adventure as you set up camp you you notice a soft rustling in the nearby bushes emerging from the underbrush are a group of luminescent feathered creatures these ethereal beings, known as Luminara birds, have feathers that emit a soft, radiant glow, creating a mesmerizing display of colors as they flit about. Each Luminara bird has a distinct pattern on its feathers, resembling constellations in the night sky. They seem curious about your presence, and as you approach... Some of them land on your outstretched arms. Their gentle, melodic chirps resonate like a soothing lullaby. They have a calming effect on the campsite, and their presence adds an otherworldly ambiance to the night. As you observe them, you notice that their feathers change color in response to the emotions around them, creating a beautiful visual representation of the collective mood. 
these creatures, previously unknown to scholars and researchers, seem to thrive in the tranquil environments. This encounter leaves you with a sense of wonder and a realization that the world holds many more mysteries than you could have imagined. Here, you're able to eat, if you so wish. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With that, yeah. we will let me find my ration list. Alright. So, I need who would like to go first? I will. Okay. Give me a D4, please. Three. Three? Uh, okay. Give me a D12. Nine. Okay. Um, Lunaris, give me a D4. Four. Two. Okay, give me a D12. Three. When he smiles, it's never good for me. Um, who would like to go next? I will. Okay, give me a D4. A four. Okay, uh, give me a D12. Four. Me. Okay. Uh, D4. Four. Okay, D12. Seven. Twelve. Okay. <laughs> Rolling oh, really no. good today. That chuckle. Yeah. Run away in fear. Alright. <clears throat> Tyranny. <clears throat> As you open yours. How do you keep doing? As you open yours, yours says dragon fruit elixirs. It's a magical potion made from the juice juice of a rare dragon fruit. It's refreshing and exotic. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Lunaros. <laughs> you open yours and it says lizard folk swamp stew. It's a hearty stew made from swamp-dwelling creatures. It's rich and savory. Any salt? 
No. Damn. Terrily, yours, you open yours and it says Pixie Dust Pudding. It's a pudding infused with magical pixie dust. It's light and enchanting. (laughs) Okay! Oh, I love that you're laughing. Um, Uh (laughs) Uh-oh! Justice and vengeance. Sorry, Ethan. Minotaur Marrow Dumplings. Dumplings oh. filled with a minotaur bone marrow. A robust and hearty choice. We love oh. you, Argos. You're dead. I love you, Argos. And Dottie. Yeah? You open yours and it says Beholder Eye Sushi. Sushi rolls filled Ooh. with slices of Beholder Eye. Ew. A daring choice for the boldest adventurer. That's disgusting. Oh. I'm gonna try that. You know what? Keep doing it. It's beholder. I, you know, it's sushi. Okay. I eat it. I'm still eating I'm not it. Changing anything. Um, all right, so you all eat it, whether you like it or not. Yep. Um, and you are able to rest for the night. Um. You feel like you're in a safe enough space that everybody can get a full night's rest. Okay. Okay. Alright. And as we So, as everybody sleeps through the night, safe and sound, um, we wake up, and I guess it's time for breakfast. Oh, no. There are breakfast-specific ones. I'll try it again. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah, right. let's do it. Uh, Tierney, you're going first? Yeah. I'll go uh, Actually, let's just do it in the same order. So, Tierney first, D4. Four. Okay, and a D twelve. Seven. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> no, you kept, you kept your oh boy. Alive. Okay. It's just funny what they are. Um, Lunaris, D4. Three. Okay, and a D12. Ten. (laughs) I'm not changing any of these. This is what you're rolling. Alright, Terrily. Four. Yep. A four? Okay. Yep. And then a D12. Five. Oh, gods. One. Okay. And D12. 
two. Okay. I really thought you were gonna roll snake eyes. <laughs> I was kind of hoping in a way. I don't know why. Okay. Another four out of four. Okay, and a d12. Two. Okay. We start with tyranny. You open yours, your breakfast, and it says Minotaur Morning Muffins. <laughs> Hearty muffins with Minotaur-favored ingredients like oats and nuts. Oh. There is no Minotaur meat. I just think it's funny. Hi, Argos. Argos, we cannot escape them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Luneros. You open yours and it says Mud Pie Porridge Parfait. Layers of mugwort porridge and fruit parfait for a unique and earthy breakfast. Dirt. Yeah. It's dirt pies. Thanks. But there is some fruit in there. Oh, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. and cream. So. Uh, Terrily. <laughs> you open yours and it says Troll Toe French Toast. French toast made with thick slices of troll toe bread, a hearty and filling option. No trolls are involved. This it's called troll toe bread because it's in the shape of a troll toe, just how it's naturally formed. Okay. Miracles, Terrence. and yours are Noel sausage links. Spice sausage links okay. crafted by Noel butchers. A flavorful start to the day. And Dottie. Yours mm -hmm. is a centaur style granola parfait. Granola parfait with layers of yogurt and fresh berries. It's a favorite awesome. among centaurs. Okay. Now that everybody's feeling full and yep. grounded. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you may enter the Whispering Caves. I pull up the map. Alright. Okay. So. That means you're taking the lead. Okay. As you enter the Whispering Caves, the atmosphere changes drastically. The entrance is adorned with phosphorescent crystals, casting a dim glow and revealing intricate carvings on the cave walls. The air is cool and damp, echoing with faint whispers that seem to bounce off the stalactites and stalagmites. The path ahead splits into multiple tunnels, each leading to different chambers within the caves. The first chamber you enter is a vast 
is vast and filled with bioluminescent mushrooms, creating a surreal soft glow. Strange rock formations resembling giant ears are scattered throughout, amplifying the subtle sounds in the cave. The walls appear to be alive with phosphorescent moss that responds to your presence, creating a dynamic light show as you move through the cavern. The whispers become more distinct, as if the cave itself is trying to convey some ancient secrets. Would you like to continue? I want to try to check out some of the carvings on the walls, if that's possible. Um... A lot of the carvings are covered in moss. You can rip the moss off if you wish to look at them. Uh, maybe not, because probably <laughs> the, the glowing blue rocks are nearby, and I don't want to disturb them. Okay. I've already disturbed one thing, and it went boom. I don't want this all to go boom. Okay. Uh, I keep going. I, I follow. Yep. yep. Moving deeper, you encounter a chamber filled with reflective pools, creating a distorted but mesmerizing reflection of the stalactites above. The air is tinged with a faint scent of minerals, and you can hear the gentle drip of water echoing in the caves. These caves, though mysterious and slightly eerie, carry an undeniable beauty. It's a place where the natural world and magic intertwine, and the secrets hidden within its depths are waiting to be discovered. Now you can go deeper into the recesses, or you can leave. I say we go forward deeper. We have to find the teacher. Yeah. 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 Okay. As you explore the deeper recesses of the Whispering Caves, you come across a chamber that seems to be the source of the Austrian deposits. The walls shimmer with a faint iridescence, revealing veins of the precious ore running through the rock. The Austrian emits a subtle magical hum adding the mysterious ambiance of the cave. I kind of just stare and wonder, and I just kind of say aloud, not to anyone in particular. I I look around for the teacher. Yeah, I look around for the professor. Have you ever seen anything like this? Mm-mm. Uh, go ahead and make observation checks, please. All of us, or just them? Just them. Okay. I got another 12. Okay, Charlie. 6 out of 12. Okay. You move towards the Austrian deposit, and you find a tattered backpack bearing Professor Viridia's unmistakable mark. The bag is partially buried under a layer of cave detritus, indicating a struggle. Seems Professor Viridia didn't leave willingly. 
Oh, uh, no. What's wrong? Telly, what's okay. wrong? Make another, um, yeah, observation check. Um, okay. I'd like to look around the cave for okay. footprints. That's uh, Yeah, I was going to say, I'd look for footprints. All right. Uh, uh, Tierney. Examining the contents of the pack, you discover remnants of research notes, sketches of intricate machinery, and a hastily scrawled journal entry that reads, Found it! The Austrian deposit is pure magic. Must harness its power for the invention. Next step, acquire the key component. Dottie? Can, mm -hmm. can you come look at some of this to see? Yeah, and I'll run over and see if I can tell anything different. Not really. Um, there's nothing ethereal about this. Um, there's no mm. traces of ethereal magic. Uh, but from what you all can glean, uh, there's also no footprints, no nothing. The, it, you get little bits of wind in here, so it probably brushes whatever dirt is around, but strongly suggests foul play and points to a kidnapping. We, we um, are we at the end of the cave, or is there more? This is it. You should go back to talk to our headmaster. Should we yeah, bring we, some we, of we this stuff back or the... leave it here? Uh, I say take everything bring we can it. with us. Okay. okay. You're going to bring the Austrian too? Oh, no, I'm at the backpack. You said everything. Uh, Alright. So, as you make your way back through the Whispering Caves, the journey is both familiar and yet holds an air of anticipation. The Austrian deposit echoes with your footsteps, and the mystical whispers of the cave seem to guide you back towards the entrance. The journey back to the surface is filled with a mix of relief and curiosity. The cave walls seem to ripple with an otherworldly energy, and occasionally you catch glimpses of the phosphorescent fungi illuminating the path. As you exit the cave, the transition from the subterranean world to the open air is almost like stepping into a different realm. The vibrant daylight bathes the landscape and you can't help but just squint your eyes after this darkness. Now it'll be another day's journey back to the school. Um, okay. It's uneventful. You find yourself retracing your steps through the forest, gradually emerging from the natural beauty. Um, the rumors and mysteries surrounding the missing professor persist in your minds, adding a layer of complexity. Right before you, you have an option. You can either move overnight and get to the school, or you can camp out and then go to the school in the morning. I say we press on to the school. 
Yeah, I feel like we might want to hurry. Yeah. Yeah. Straight to Headmaster at the rain. He's probably sleeping. Um, but if you wish, you could wake him up, or you could just wait until the morning. I have to wake him up. Yeah, yeah. Th this is this is something. I mean, the teacher is <laughs> kind of. This yeah. is kind of serious. So. Okay. You get to his office, and the door is closed. I not. I slowly knock on the door. I take my fist and go. Ooh, what is it? Uh, uh, um, excuse me, Headmaster. It, it's us. Who's us? Uh, boom, boom, boy, and the rest of us. What did you break this time? No, nothing, nothing, nothing. We broke nothing. We have news. shuffling their feet on the ground <clears throat> and this man is in like silk pajamas he's got fuzzy slippers on um, <laughs> his, <laughs> no his hair is all a mess his hair that's naturally I'm covering my mouth back, but his hair is all a mess <sighs> sorry to wake you headmaster but, but we found something con concerning. <sighs> Very well. Come in. And he kind of like stumbles his way back to his desk and sits down. Oh no, I'll make sure to close the I'll door behind the... us. I put the backpack yeah. on his desk. What did you find in the Whispering Caves? It, it's seems like, like the prof professor was ki kidnapped. This, this is their bag. But they found what they wanted. You found the Austria. Yes. yes. Yeah, we didn't want to take it so it wouldn't explode. It's probably yeah, we didn't want to take Safe Austria minutes raw form is powerful but highly volatile I mean we keep our supply controlled and processed to ensure stability mm -hmm. um, if he was after raw Austrian there must be a specific reason and he kind of starts staring out the window he's turned around stares out the window almost lost in thought and he speaks to you from behind him you're findings have shed light on the situation, but the mystery remains. Why would he venture alone to obtain raw Austrian, and who would want to kidnap him? Well, we know that blueprint needed Austrian. It, it, it says that the professor was missing a key component. Stands up and starts pacing. We need to investigate this further. I'll consult with the staff and see if we can unravel this puzzle. In the meantime, you all have done well. Take a break. 
attend your classes and stay vigilant. There might be more to this than meets the eye. But now I suggest you... What time is it? And he pulls out a familiar-looking hourglass. (laughs) (laughs) And he shakes it. (laughs) And it forms numbers. I must have went to bed early. It's dinner time. How did you do that? That's what this is designed to do. Are you sure? That's what he shot. So, it is indeed dinner time. So, if you wish, you may all wander to the dining hall for dinner. I yes. wish to take the stuff that we got and put it in my in a chest I have at my bed, so it doesn't look like yes. yeah. anything yeah. conspicuous. Yeah. 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 I'll say you can go back to your dorms, kind of get changed, get freshened up, put on your school robes because you wouldn't have taken them yeah. in the adventure with you. Take off your armors and stuff, so you don't look like you're invading this place. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> you meet. And the dining hall is lively with students discussing their day's classes and recent events. The aroma of various dishes fills the air as you find a place to sit to enjoy your meal. And coming up behind you... Oh, hey guys. Oh! I, I haven't seen you guys in a while. Where have you been? Oh, hey, Stu. Yeah. Right next to Luneros. Hey, Stu. Um, well, you know, we've... Uh... You know, extra credit. Better. Yes! Extra credit. We've been around doing extra credit. Um. Okay. Um. If you don't want to tell me, that's okay. Uh, it, um. It's best you don't. You're, you're a bad liar. Um. Well. Doesn't this food look good? It does. Um, yeah. You see, tonight's meal is a little bit different. They have six options to choose from. You have a lunar blossom salad, a refreshing salad composed of rare celestial fruits and edible flowers. There's ethereal essence soup, a magical broth infused with ethereal flavors and floating orbs of light that burst with flavor when consumed. There's Chrono Spice Grill Meats. Meat marinated in a blend of spices that seemingly play with the flow of time, creating a unique and savory experience. There is Shadowy Truffle Risotto. A rich risotto featuring truffles harvested from a shadowy forest, giving it a distinctive and earthy taste. There's the Beast Tamer's Delights. A platter of exotic meats prepared in various styles showcasing the diversity of creatures tamed by these tamers. And then finally, Aqua Lux Sushi Rolls. Delicate sushi rolls filled with fresh seafood from the Academy's enchanted aquatic farms. You'd probably be used to sushi in this. Yeah, you would. As much as you hate it in real life. I take some of the soup and salad. I I take some of the meats and the soup. I take soup and risotto. I take... (laughs) I take salad and uh, risotto. Okay. 
So that has no meat in it. Um, I'm being I nice take a little sister. bit of everything. <laughs> Why not? I guess this means more sushi for me. That's great. I had sushi I earlier. Oh, did you? It was. Was it good? Um. It. It was. Um. Yeah, actually, it was really would good. You say, would you say it was eye opening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and so I looked at Terrence like, "You can have meat if you want." I had meat recently. I'm good, sis. You you don't eat meat. Oh, why? It's so good. I don't like it. Oh, that's tragic. But it's so tasty. Don't you agree? Yes, but you should be... If she doesn't like it, don't, don't make her feel bad for it. Are you trying to make me feel bad? Yes. No, of course I'm not trying to make you feel bad. No. I'm sorry. I'm still... I'm still is not he the mean one? He is. I don't I know, think he, he was really nice to me, but he is being a little mean to you. Maybe it's just because I'm on the outside. Maybe he has a crush on you, no. Dottie. It's okay what? That you asked. No, no, you're our friends, I, I was just trying to be curious. It, it, it's just a personal preference. I get it. Um, well, I'm going I'm to go ahead and go. And oh, no, grab no, his food no. and gets up and leaves. Oh. Now I feel bad. I really feel bad. Um, so, to conclude your evening meal, the dining hall shifts into a quiet hum as students disperse. You make your way back to the dorms in anticipation of what the new day holds will bring in the air. The soft glow of magical orbs illuminates the corridors as you prepare for a night's rest. And you are all able to sleep soundly. As you all rest, a familiar dream begins in your head, Tyranny. You open your eyes and see a purple sky. Not again. And off in the distance, you see that faint glow. Instead of walking towards the glow, I'm going to turn around and see if I see anything behind me. There is another faint glow. I walk that way. As you begin to walk, you... 
sound. <laughs> Who are, are you? You think that you can walk away from your destiny. What do you mean? Come to me. I follow the voice. That voice leads you back to the other lights. As you continue walking, the lights getting closer and closer, and you, as you take your last few steps towards the, the light, it disappears in a wisp. <laughs> What do you want from me? I need you to become who you're meant to be. What do you mean? You will find out soon. And everything goes back to normal. As you wake up, it is daytime. So, you all wake up. The morning sun casts a warm glow in the school grounds. You all gather in front of the dining hall. For oh, I'm hiding in the. In the room. Okay, you're not going to breakfast? Okay. Um, you all get there and you see that Tyranny is not there. Oh, it's a terror. He's like, who is this? He's in a different room. I mean, as I look straight at Terry. <clears throat> but she team. didn't want to come. I, I don't know why. She, she wouldn't say. I, I don't know what happened. I don't. Did she seem sick? I have an idea. Drop it for now. Okay. Terrily, if you be kind, please will you take a plate to my sister? She has to eat. Yes, yes, I, I will. That w that was my plan anyway. the leaves of nearby trees carrying with it the promise of another day filled with learning and adventure. The scent of blooming flowers and the distant murmur of students preparing for the day creates a vibrant atmosphere. As dawn illuminates the dining hall, a fascinating array of the Canthian breakfast specialties awaits you. There's ember fruit porridge. A warm and hearty blend of grains and magical ember fruit known for its comforting glow. Flutterberry pancakes, light and fluffy with a drizzle of honey collected from enchanted hives. And crystallized nectar parfait, a delicate concoction 
featuring nectar from rare blossoms encased in crystallized petals. For those with a more adventurous palette, there's Shatterfruit Compote, derived from the elusive Shatterfruit found in the deepest corners of the Whispering Caves. Sunfire Scramble, a lively dish incorporating eggs infused with the essence of sunlight, providing a burst of energy to start the day. A whole new meaning to the term sunny side up. Yeah. Lastly, Mistberry Muffins, a soft and moist muffin made from the ethereal mistberries that are said to bring clarity and focus to the mind. Um, and this is almost buffet style. And the beverage station. There's enchanted elixirs, each with unique effects. Luminescent dew is a sparkling drink said to enhance one's magical sensitivity. Zephyr zest, a refreshing concoction with hints of wind magic to invigorate your spirits. And Celestial Chai, a warming tea blend infused with celestial herbs, providing a moment of tranquility. And of course, there is the Nectar of the Astral Vineyard, that is the signature drink of all of the Canthia. I'm going to have some of that Shadow Fruit. Okay. And get wash it down with some of that Nectar. Okay. I'm loading everything onto that plate. And I'm having some luminescent dew. Okay. I'm grabbing porridge and a uh, favorite drink. Okay. I make a plate for um, tyranny, making sure it's vegetarian. Um. All meat. <laughs> make sure you get the moist muffins. <laughs> I hate that what word. What is it, the M word? Yeah. Yes, I hate that word. I don't know why. Um, and I get her a bit of the nectar. And then I get me a little bit of something. I don't know. Uh, so before each of you can venture out of the dining hall into your various activities, a black feather floats in front of you and you as well. And that's where we're going to end tonight. So, we want to thank everyone for watching. Um, Please remember to check out our Kickstarter and please join us next week as we roll the damn dice. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.